Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 27th of October 2019. I'd like to mention that this is probably one of those talks where, again, you're questioning your sanity. You're wondering if you're in the world of make-believe entertainment or a bad drama movie, sometimes a bad horror movie, in fact, because just a cursory glance at what they give you now for news is rather horrifying in a a, a lot of different areas and respects as well, because it, it does give you the impression of how far we're sliding and, and this, this speed of, our, of the this slippery slope decline that we're on. And we certainly are descending awfully, awfully quickly into something which we all know, we all suspect we won't like at all. This is not uh, some gloom and doom prediction kind of thing because we're supposed to be always afraid, and that's true. We're, we're meant to be afraid all the time. That's the control mechanism that's used upon the public, uh, more so now perhaps than ever, because uh, we know that what we're given for news now is not what we used to get. It's so censored, it's so flat, it's cherry-picked. We're left really with the weeds after, after the fruit's gone, uh, and it's, it sounds flat. It's not meant to be really informative. It's all meant to make you swing on board with some political agenda or opinion or whatever. It's not meant to really let you make your own mind up on anything at all. But it's so bland now. And I've I've done shows on the change in, in media and with Leveson Inquiry in Britain and how that changed a lot there too. And the one that they did, well, they've had one in every British Commonwealth country at the same time with different lords and so on doing the same thing in different countries because we're living in a global agenda, as you all know, and there's no dirty trick low enough now that won't be used to make people uh, join the direction you're supposed to join and be on board with the train that's authorized to go in a certain direction. It's rather obvious. It really is. And sometimes you pinch yourself when you remember what, even though news has never been really really free, once in a while you got some good reporter, generally a novice who came out full of the joy of of suddenly having stuff published, and before they're flattened down by editors and bashed down until molded, remolded back into an establishment type figure or reporter. But you used to get occasional really good in-depth article about things, which, you, which, which really were the real, a real human interest story is something that's supposed to affect all of you. And that's why it's of interest to you. You understand we were so well understood and so studied, more than any other species on the planet, actually. And constantly studied even more and more and more as the technology improves to, to study and monitors and analyzes. But we're so studied that the techniques used on us by our masters, let's see our masters, eh, are really overwhelming at times. You have to pull yourself back, switch everything you have electronic off and get away from it all if you want to keep any sanity at all. And that shortly will be completely impossible with the, the 5G and uh, they've got aerial platforms and they put up all over the place as well, so you can't escape it unless you go underground, literally underground. Rather sad, but that's where it's going to go. The world has always been about control, at least the people who run the world for humans. And the control now is in your face and blatant. Years and years and years ago, I, I, <laughs> I gave talks on on the types of power that governments were actually using and with, with uh, examples of them using it, in fact, to promote different agendas and how they influence change in all countries. If they can't get the change that they want into foreign countries, they, they set up the soft power and went through the mechanism for soft power from the government's own articles and declassified articles to and training manuals that they use on the public. I went through even 
the first uh, real um, agitators that, that, that long before you heard of Antifa, that at least were published by, again, some good reporters who had gone to the source because they were training professional agitators. And I think it was, it was, it was either Hungary or Czechoslovakia, it was Hungary perhaps, and they were sending them across the world. And sure enough, every major anti-globalism protest that came up, because we're having international meetings in different countries and different cities and so on. And you had lots of people and lots of young people and students who were really keeping up on the matter. They realized that globalism was a corporate structure system to benefit the big, big international corporations. And they were generally peaceful. It was the usual kind of thing with folk with their drums and, and they'd have their dress up as animals and things like that. That's a standard circus kind of thing that they would have with professionals and so on. But they were getting measures across. They weren't happy with this globalist agenda. And some good articles were done at the time. For instance, in Toronto, when they had one in Toronto, I think it was, they blocked off certain parts, certain certain streets. And the police actually told the public, I believe this is, they actually told the public that when, when these meetings were in progress, then the Canadians had no natural right of way anywhere. It was, it was like a form of martial law. Things like that came out. I guess it would be the same in the States and elsewhere when these things were going on. So even the Constitution in the States technically would begin suspended. For these, remember, these were like big international meetings, even though they had government representatives going there and all kinds of people. But it was big business, so it was private as well. But the public were getting banned from even going through their, their daily routines back and forth to places. It really is something when you understand what we're talking about here. Because the game, the game that you're free, that they play on you all the time, oh, you're free, go and vote, is so outworn with most people, with, with me anyway, and people like me across the planet. Because we understand the techniques of managing massive, massive herds of us, which we call nations and so on. And when it comes to the type who are always selected to manage us uh, out of the psychopathic pool that they have, a big, big pool that they draw from, and they select them from academia and things like that. They're psychopathic personalities, really. And then you take into, into account the natural deviousness of the human being, uh, which can be terrible. Look at history, just look at history, and look at Machiavelli and what he laid down in his, I call it his resume, and the prince in his resume, because that's really what it was, was how clever he was for advising kings and queens and monarchy and rulers, because he understood the human psyche of his, of his day and how people responded and how to manage the, the herd again, you see. But nothing was low enough. Uh, when it comes to ruling people and managing people, there's nothing low enough that they won't do. The trick is to make you believe that you're still free as you're taking all your rights away from you or, or gouging more money out of you in taxes and things like that. When you read even Francis Bacon's, he had one a similar type of thing, kind of resume for the king. And he said, it, he said it's much easier. They all knew this back then, you know. Never impose a heavy tax, a singular heavy tax on a particular item on the public because you want quick money into the coffers of the treasury. He said, what you do is take a whole bunch of things, you know, a whole range of items, common items, and only put a, a fraction of, back then it was a, a penny was worth quite a bit, <laughs> uh, but a fraction of a penny on each one. And they won't notice it quite the same way as one big jump on one item. So they understand how we're, we're managed, you see. The, 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 We've been studied for so long, for thousands of years. When you go into the ancient writings of, of Egypt, for instance, and some of the priests and the priest caste, who, who literally managed, the, again, their massive bureaucracy for the, for the Egyptian empire, and it was an empire they had, remember, for a long, long time. You can see the, how they understood the populace, they understood the satrapies, the, the, the lands that they ruled over, 
and different proxy governments that they put in there and they're we have them all over the world. The US has them and, and the hundreds of military bases they have across the planet. They manage their the front men that they pick out of different countries, which are technically um you don't want to say conquered, but that's what they are. They're conquered places, really. And the people that installed puppet governments and regimes are well paid to play the part. Well, that's nothing new. The Egyptians did the same thing, too. And, you know, across the Middle East, that's how it was run for thousands of years. So we're living in a system of pretense, you see. We pretend we're advanced. We pretend that society's evolved because we've got electricity now, you see, uh, things like that. But it's the same basic human nature of power. And it's a terrifying thing in reality, because those who manage you want to is, is the least possible problem with the bulk of the populace. And if they can get you all to to go along fairly peaceably, they're quite content then to just, just to, to, to quietly, you know, rob you of all your earnings. But they hate it. They hate it when the people are becoming more interested in what governments are up to. They absolutely hate it when you have a leading uh, modern Egypt, because the U.S. at the moment has been... Has still been the policeman of the world. It has been. It's a nice term, but again, it's for plundering the planet, you know. <laughs> Britain did it before that. And a long, long before. Even in Rome, they said they brought civilization to the ancient world. And people argue that to this day. Well, well yeah, they, they brought them, you know, they brought them architecture and, and they brought them good writing and literature and etc etc but but it was not all quite true i mean even in britain even in little scotland and in ireland they, they had universities that pre-existed rome and people in that area that became rome used to send their, their sons from the higher uh, classes there over there to over there to learn and study the ruling group the policemen <laughs> Uh, of the world of any age always has to justify what uh, they're doing uh, to to give themselves a a good conscience in a sense. Well, yeah, we do this, but look look what we give them in return, you see. And in other words, when it comes to plundering people for the elite of your country on behalf of them, and really that's what it is, uh, elite corporations and that are owned by a few at the top, each one of them. Armies are used for many reasons. The, the, the reasons given to the public are always lies. But they're used to subdue other countries. Well, oil today, in this present day, uh, is, is obviously um, shunted out and sold across the planet by the ruling empire. Uh, but the, the countries that supplied the troops and all the rest, you're paying for it all. It's, it, the profit isn't coming to you, the taxpayer. Uh, you pay for it all. The, the, the ones who own you and use you to pay for it all uh, have no intention of spending any of their profits, of their plunder, on actually paying for the troops and so on. That's your job. And that's the stark reality of it. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. Come on. I remember to a guy from the MI6 who said, and again, it's nothing like James Bond. He said that his main task abroad was to literally, it was, it was mainly, it wasn't industrial espionage, it, it was, but it was definitely delving into the industrial and economic areas and businesses of foreign powers to see if they could grab resources before another country could and stuff like that for their own corporations at home. Uh, understand, uh, nations have been private businesses for an elite for an awful, awful long time, and nothing's changed today. What's changed today is the massive, massive hierarchy of bureaucracy that deal on just managing you and your mind, your brain. This is not speculation, by the way. It's astonishing how much stuff is declassified, how much information. And, and textbooks, in fact, are declassified and how to manage you all. 
years ago, the, 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 the articles as they were coming out on the studying of the internet and how they were accumulating massive dossiers and everybody, electronic dossiers, on everybody uh, in real time. And the virtual reality you that they have, everyone's got a virtual reality you. In a few different places, the Pentagon has their one in the U.S., not just on U.S. citizens, but Canadians and other folk in Europe and across the world. And they literally uh, play games on, the, on what they know about the real, the, the virtual you, based on the real you. What your likes and dislikes are, how you'll behave in certain situations, and they play these games on the virtual you, and they say they're awfully accurate as how you would behave in real life. Then, so you understand how you can get played in real life in situations that could be set up for you, just like a movie, and you'll never know what you're getting played, but you, you'll, you'll react the way they, they know you're going to react. They'll know if you're going to crack up or panic or keep cool and try this, that, or whatever. And they'll even know what they'll try to get around it or out of it. Uh, this is, this is, there's never been tyranny on the planet that's so well disguised by the scientific means as we have today. And there's never been a time where the public are complicit, so complicit as we are today. And buying the chains and allowing them to be wrapped around us and padlocked on behalf of the system for the little bits of freebies that they give you. Who would have, I've said before, what tyrant history. See, they didn't have the big marketing companies in, in, in old ancient times. All they had to do was employ a marketing company on how to get people to give up their rights. And all you have to do is say, we'll give you 10% discount on, on your shopping here and, and little cards and so on. And you'll give up all your information. You'll be tracked and traced and everything you purchase and everything you do. Who would have thought it was that easy? Hmm? You, you didn't need air forces to come over and bomb you until you get any submission or any of that. No, you just offer them free this or, or a discount on that. And, and, and that's all you had to do. Isn't that amazing, eh? And if that's what psycho- understanding behaviorism and psychology and the techniques of implementation to make you accept these things to get into are so, so perfected, do you understand that you have to question everything on a daily basis for yourself and for your sanity and perhaps for your safety? But just looking around, as I say, the news, you know, it's a slow while, what they give you for news... There are so many horror stories out there, and it's generally from other, in other countries, not always. Other ones are, are, are on topics which you're not supposed to go into because they're politically incorrect. Because everyone's being evaluated and put in categories of superior, inferior, and middle, or, or you're just <laughs> not worth mentioning. And if you're nobody, as I mentioned years and years ago, I saw this all coming. I said, if you don't belong to a particular elevated, elevated in status minority group, You'll have no rights at all. Because I understood what was happening. And many, many groups who are, in it, are bashing the, the ordinary people, hmm, uh, are, they don't know that they're getting the, the program to do it by those at the top. Everybody's being used, group after group after group. And again, getting back to what I talked about years ago, with the groups being trained in this kind of thing, in other countries on behalf of global agendas, well, actually globalists themselves, and the big foundations that fund them and train them. They talked about the soft power. Soft power is all kinds of organizations which either exist already, which can take over and use a la Bernays, because he talked about that technique, or else creating new ones and make them very appealing until people flood into them but you make sure you've already selected leaders at the top who will never tell the followers that the, that the followers are going to get used to demonstrate against or for or whatever it happens to be uh, to get things passed through government. All countries are using this now in the West. And it's called soft power. That's what the color revolutions are. And they have the, the soft power. Uh, before they use revolution, which is to follow up. So you have soft power revolution, which builds up, uh, they hope, 
enough angst amongst the people and sp- get the people to split into two, like a civil war type thing. And and they, they hope to, that, that those in power will simply throw up their arms and run out the country and leave it so that the, the West can, or whoever's running the West at that time, can then put their own people in, in place and they can get the oil or whatever it happens to be that they're after. But the followers never realized it. They, didn't, they never know. It's easy to get people, you know, revved up emotionally about things. The, the techniques are, are perfect on how to motivate people through, through emotions into believing something. And people want to. They even use the social cohesion type techniques where people want to belong to something. Uh, either a group, a nation, an ethnic group, uh, a race, if they want to call it that, or whatever they want to call it. They want to belong to something in order to, to have that. Otherwise, you're lost and drifting. That's what they feel, you see. So, and, and again, too, for those who are completely lost, and drifting on the edges and the fringes, they pull them in too, and they become the avant-garde, and, and, and they be the ones who throw the bottles and and firebombs and things like that. So it's interesting to understand. This is real stuff, and billions of your dollars are used every year across the world to to, to foment and 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 train the leaders in these big movements. This is not made make believe here. This is real stuff. It's so real that Putin and the groups that run Russia today, uh, and they've been banning non-governmental organizations for quite a few years now, because they they know that what I'm talking about here about the soft power and the funding and training of groups that come out to protest everything the government over there is doing. You see. Because the ones in the West want a regime change and to put in their own puppets, you see. So you use all types of, of ways of doing it. And even the pussy riots they had there, eventually Putin had them arrested and locked up because they weren't, they weren't each It wasn't just throwing off their clothes. Putin used to laugh at that like everybody else did. And they never did in the midwinter, mind you. But they were going to churches too and they were, they were pouring paints and all things all over the walls of these ancient churches. And they thought they could get away with it, you see. But the thing is, too, these were being funded from the West, and the ones at the top were being paid good salaries to, to, to manage all of this kind of thing. These kind of revolutions are all the same. There's no, it's no accident you're having certain movements across the world going on at the same time right now. And it's no accident that the big foundations that are, who've published their hand and so much of this, because they were created by the richest people in the West, belonging to an international group based in London, then moving as well to, with a branch to, New, to, to the States, US and New York, helped fund this and, and, and run it all. The Carnegie Foundation, the Ford Foundation, that was taken over by the Rockefeller, I think, eventually, Foundation and these foundations literally are on record as funding all these big NGO armies across the planet, and it bypasses. You see, you can force folk to go along with things, and if you if you make it into a long-acting protest, it might take years and years. You can convince upcoming children who grow up into adults, young adults, and they'll believe everything because it seems quite reasonable to them to protest or, or even attack whatever it happens to be. Because uh, they've lived with it so long, you see, it seems normal. So the, these things are, are um, planned with uh, behaviorists and neurologists and neuroscientists and, and uh, psychologists. And they have um, specialists in different age groups as well, how to put it across to, to the very, very young who see things in black and white. And who, who seldom will question, is what I've just seen real or, or is, it, is, it been, is it a virtual thing put together? Like a clear-cut operation of trees, for instance. Something from the 1940-something. And they'll believe it's all true, still happening today, that kind of thing. Or the poor little furry animal, etc., being killed by nasty, whoever it is, uh, it's so easy to get their emotions up and it imprints in their mind. And they notice it really is imprints in their mind. There's certain things you all have happened to you that you think back and there's certain images of some horrific thing you've seen on television or through a documentary even at school that will never leave you. They'll, they'll never leave you. And, and you'll never know 
if what they were showing you and it was actually happening in the context of what they were telling you happened uh, during it. Uh, it's, it's very easy. In fact, I mentioned before <laughs> the the horrific murder of Polish officers in Kantian. It's called Kantian. Thousands of them were just shot in the back of the head. And it was actually done by the Soviets at the time, the communists, who were ruthless because they had to kill everything off that was contaminated. That meant people. And if they couldn't rectify your brains, then they simply eliminated you. So it was far easier to eliminate you before even they tried to, to recondition you. And if you kill off the officer class of the army, for instance, then you'll have no problem in the future since there's nobody left to command and manage strategy against you. And so anyway, they, they, they killed these people off and put mass graves and so on. And when the Nazis came in to, to Poland and the Germans, they uncovered this mass graveyard. And they filmed it all, digging it all up and so on, a horrific thing. And the relatives came up and tried to identify their, their, their sons and so on. And there was a good documentary put out on Katyn, because it showed what the Soviets eventually did. They confiscated the German filming. And through very good cinematography at the time, and uh, working with, with film itself, they, could, they actually smeared out the pictures of the Soviets who were killing them and, and pasted in, pasted, literally pasted in the film, moving film, German officers. It's astonishing what can be done for de- to deceive. Because, it, because the Soviets wanted the, the Germans to be hated and to get themselves off the hook in any kind of future thing. Uh, but the reality was it was the Nazis who were exposing this or the Germans who were exposing what, what this, the, the Soviets the had done. But again, it's probably sticking in a lot of people's minds regardless. The, the, the horror of it all will never leave some people like that, you see. They talk about post-traumatic stress syndrome, for instance, and the same things that cause post-traumatic stress in combat situations can be enforced upon children growing up in bad households. And that, that is known, absolutely. And the, the children themselves will overreact to situations where they sense danger to themselves. And it might be just being scolded or something, but they'll overreact to something like that. So we definitely are affected by what happens to us. And the behavioral sciences are perfectly well aware of it. Now, getting back to the techniques of using the public, you can imagine, and talking about the catching, what happened in catching forests and so on, you can imagine... But we all saw what happened at Abu Ghraib, where they did all the the prison camp for the so-called um, Muslim extremists and so on, and they're in the Muslim countries by the U.S. at the time. And everybody saw what was released to the public by people who are paying dearly for it now for releasing those photographs. And you, you saw them chaining up prisoners by all different means and forcing them into almost homosexual acts on camera because it, they, they knew psychologically that Muslims have a horror against that kind of thing and they were being forced to be completely humiliated beyond any human belief that can be done. And those images should stick in everybody's minds forever when you hear anything coming out of the mouths of government, especially to do with war. Because all of that was authorised from the top. I did the stories at the time years ago on this and it was horrific even reading them uh, on the air at times because you're talking about people who, who, who you might know in, in, in the street, for goodness sake, could be neighbours to you who are, are participating in this. And again, it, it falls back into the different experiments that have been done on the public on obedience to authority because the, you had the Milgram experiments and so on and different ones. But as long as some superior will take uh, responsibility for the nasty order of what you want to do to somebody, then people, well, unfortunately, the average human being who's dressed up with a uniform uh, will obey that order. 
and that that will always be true unfortunately it will always be true it's terribly sad but but it it works people will do what they're told as long as someone is going to take the heat for it and there's another lesson to learn in all of this too which is you could be getting used because someone says they're going to take the heat for it they're going to take responsibility because i should be set up to be a patsy believe it or not that happens too of course because humans getting back to you know machiavelli and so are incredibly devious and the people who rule humans and i mean rule you know a big difference between rulership and having what you think is a democracy. The trick is to make people believe they have some kind of democracy. Uh, but in reality, the only right you have is to vote. And what the people you vote in do, they say it's none of your business. No kidding you. That's, that's what they, how you, you look at it. It happened in Canada, and one of the, the decisions that were making made here a while back, when someone questioned what the, the person promised to do when they got in, and they did the opposite. And, and they went up to the high court, perhaps, and they came back and said, well, the only, the only thing they can do is, is vote people in. That's the only right that you have. There you go. And that's why it's been so easy to manage the people under different guises for so long. As you get plundered, as you get used for wars across the world, and how many and so many movements today are, have been motivated to keep, them, keep it all going. Look at the whole system right now. It doesn't matter what you think of Donald Trump, uh, if it was all real. But, I mean, Donald Trump, I, I don't trust any politician, to be honest with you, because you've got one system that's been running your countries for an awful long time. <laughs> and I've given talks on that for years. However, Donald Trump perhaps hasn't gone along as fast as he should have done. Uh, but he's been managed by, again, advisors, like they all are, right? And... If he was a real guy, and he really was trying to pull his troops back home, he would be fulfilling one of the campaign promises he made, was to get them all out of all these wars across the world. That'll never happen, because the U.S. is is not run by the public, and it's not responsible, as far as it's concerned, at the top, to the public as a show of it, but it really isn't. Because what on earth good has, has it been to the general public we're paying for, I mean, it's costing them trillions every month now, I think, for all, all these army bases and military across the, the planet. And you can't, you, 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 you can't keep, well, come on, you know darn well the money is a joke. You know that you have special magicians that they bring into the country to manage the money, in fact. It's so bad now. But it's, just, it's a con game. But the thing is, uh, the, the, the control factor is, is the technique of using the public, to getting the public to believe it's all real, uh, so they can devalue your currency and get, and get more and more taxes from you to pay off debts and things like that, that the governments themselves are in, incurring for their foreign exploits. It was bad enough with Britain, when Britain was ruled by a tiny group in London, <laughs> a relatively tiny group in London, for centuries. And literally, the common folk were called cannon fodder, and they just recruited the poor and threw them over to foreign fields across the planet and so on. And when they came back home, often there was no pensions or anything for the ones they managed to get back home. During those centuries, some families, maybe, maybe a couple of thousand of them altogether, had the very, very most today, descendants of them, became incredibly, incredibly rich. And of course, they wanted to a global empire so they could have the system across the planet and get, get even richer. And they've got it, of course. They've got it. They set up their, their, their American branch long ago. They've got a Pacific Rim region branch. They've got up, it's he, one of the headquarters is in Japan at the moment. It runs the Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. They all belong to the same group, you see to make sure that, that everything goes according to plan. But they're still plundering the planet, because that was always part of it, always part from Cecil Rhodes, as I say, was, was part of that same agenda. And they merged, his little group merged with the Milner group, Lord Alfred Milner. I think they're always one to start with in the, in the first place, I really do. You, you'll find that the people who, who are shoved into history, they're pushed out there in front, and they're given the star treatment, just like you have today, 
And I mean the star, you build them up into a star. They can make scientist stars today. I've given talks on that by some of the corporations and companies that actually make them stars, the star machinery, so that you'll all follow and listen to them. But a lot of these people that they gave you in history, not all of them perhaps, but, but, but most of them, we're really, we're not self-made people any more than Jeffrey Epstein was a self-made man. He was a front man, and today you're run by front people that seem to have billions backing them. But really, they're pushed out there to play a big part. So you'll follow them and listen to everything they say and obey them. It's a new form of governing. You see, that's what it's for. And I could name names of the the ones you've been given to follow now. But to say that there really are no more. Self-made than, than Jeffrey Epstein was self-made, the mystery man. That's how you run the world today. Now you take a few of the articles, and I'll mention some of them here because the time is really run, you know, <laughs> flying through here. And I don't really mean it to be going this way at all. But then I don't like scripting stuff either because that's not natural. We, we get fed up with scripted stuff, and we get fed up with, with uh, repetitive sides. Uh, you know, who, who's pushing this side or who's pushing that side. And I really mean it, that the whole movement that was that a lot of the world tuned into in the 90s of stations across the, uh, picking up from across the world, ones from America, little, even little stations that were even shortwaves on them, at the time had such a variety of opinions of, of freedom and how freedom should be and people's rights and giving you good information. They've all gone and been taken over by substitutes, authorized substitutes. And it's rather sad because for a while there, it was a hope to a lot of people in the world that perhaps they could start to emulate the, the, the rights that one time, not so long ago, Americans, every, every American knew individually. There's the key here. There aren't a mass thing. There's a lot of rights for the individual which are being knocked out, knocked, gone by the anti-terrorism laws. Oh, we're at war. Oh, it's for security. You can't have any rights when, you, when we're looking after you for security. Yada, yeah. Sad, sad, sad. But before all that happened, there was some hope there for a while that, that people, because it really did it, it put a spark across the world when folk heard in a lot of these oppressed countries and across Europe and Britain as well. When they heard, my goodness, that people have actually individual rights and they're not so scared to talk out and yada, yada, yada. It's, it, was, it didn't last that long, but at least it shone for a little while, you know. But today, they've given you substitutes for everything. They've given you the front NGO groups for everything, the Antifa groups and so on. They're well-funded at the top and well-organized at the top. And some of them can fly across the world, for goodness sake, full-time for the next demonstration, the next demonstration, and so on. Eh? And folk never clue into this kind of thing. And... <laughs> I was going through uh, some of the, 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 the tripe they give you for news, honestly. And you've all heard, of course, about Katie Hill, which was in the papers about some photographs that, that were released to the Daily Mail, I think it was, by the woman's uh, ex her husband or ex-husband. And Katie Hill is a congresswoman. And the headline, one of them is, is shocking photos of Congresswoman Katie Hill are revealed showing off Nazi-era tattoo while smoking a bong, kissing her female staffer and posing nude on wife-sharing sites. I saw it and I said, I can remember the days when you used to have the National Enquirer. And these are the papers and the little, little, little short uh, uh, tabloid ones that used to be at the checkout counters and supermarkets and places. And, and th th these were the ones that have stories about my, my mother was a two-headed alien and things like that. And they're reading the same, <laughs> this kind of stuff. You know, shocking photos of Congressman Katie Hill revealed showing off Nazi era tattoo while smoking a bong, kissing her female staffer and posting nude on wife-sharing sites. Katie apparently had been picked and they'd done a series on her, in fact, by Vice, I think it's Vice um, Group. Odd name too, but, but um, promoting her is, is the new millennium type. This is the millennium type, and she's about 32 years old. 
remember, she's progressive. This is what they mean by being progressive. You understand what progressive is, folks. And for every bit of the system that falls, remember, someone is gaining power. I hope you understand that by what's perceived as a fall in society of whatever it happens to be, ethics, you name it. But I can remember, as I mentioned many times, about politicians in Britain when they used to get caught in affairs and things like that. And they wouldn't even, uh, there wouldn't be an inquiry or, or anything. They would step, they would just announce they were stepping down to save the party. Because there, there was definitely, I mean, you had to keep up an aura of, of respect amongst the public. You don't, you don't need that today, I think. Because we're so jaded, we've been so contaminated by oh, years of Hollywood and, and, and entertainment and television and so on. That this, we're all degraded, basically. We're contaminated. And that's the term they use, by the way, for taking down cultures. Once it's successful, you're contaminated with the thoughts. Your head's full of stuff that's poisoned to a working society eventually. And that's working society. Besmanov talked about your family unit, number one. Because, you know, do you all want the state bringing you up? That was the old socialist idea the state would bring everybody up. Didn't work, of course. And they said, well, we can, we can make the parents just, uh, like Burton Russell says, uh, to pay for the upkeep of the child. That's all their responsibility will be. Upkeep, take care of them, feed them, and the state will give them their moralities or their beliefs and so on. And that's what's, what they used instead. But he, here we are. Anyway, I don't even care about the story myself. But the fact is, this is, she was being promoted as, as a, 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 to be a star, using the star machinery. You see, do a, 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 a five-part uh, showing her a party for television so on to promote her as the new type of, of young progressive and um, and, and there, there's all these photographs of her posing naked and smoking the bong <laughs> and her tattoos and her unusual thing, they, they see a Nazi ear iron cross, but it could also be across a Maltom, you know the thing is, it says that uh, they also posted her naked photographs online and with her husband, right? And she had a, a female lover too. In 2016, under, under a thread called Would You and the F Word My Wife and Wife Sharing Sites. This is the. Do you really want people like this? Uh, it doesn't really matter. I don't think folk care now, really. But what I'm saying is, the first thing that. State security, when you had state security and there was a Cold War and all the rest of it was going on, you had to have people who, who were the least blackmailable and the most trustworthy in, in, their, in their habits, in their, in their own personal time habits. They might belong to some clubs and different things like that, but it was all very private and nothing that would ever cause disrepute upon their party or in the nation, if, you know. But today... Number one, folk are on drugs like this. It won't be just that that they're taking, believe you me. They would definitely be blackmailable. There's, there's no doubt about it. And that the higher up that they would get in government, the more blackmailable they'll be because you've got more to lose. It's this whole story. The more you gain, you see, the more, the more you've got to lose, you see. And the more they, they'll go along with what they're asked to do by the blackmailers, which means it's detrimental to the nation often. But it's just one little story there. And it just came across this week, I'm looking at the stuff. Yeah, it's lots of stuff on, uh, again, it's Halloween coming up, right? And then you've got uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, my God, and witches are putting out spells against Donald Trump. But they've been doing that for years, apparently, some of them, anyway. Now, since when are the, have you got an organized socialist witches group how come they're all politicized like every other big non-governmental organization? Well, it's because people follow, and they'll follow the biggest sites, and the biggest sites of them be the highest funded sites, and who's funding the sites for those who run them? Again, the big foundations and so on. I can remember when the Rockefeller Foundation used to have their, one of their centers in the United Nations building, and they, of course they had the Lucifer Trust, which used to be the Lucifer Trust, <laughs> But they had the meditation room that a big stone brought in from India, a very dark, dark onyx, which they used to 
do for part of this meditation and they were into this this kind of they try to promote that type of thing too and they funded lots of, of what they thought were the, were the neo-pagan groups to try to resurrect them actually in, in reality and uh, and that's what's been done through media and television shows and very exciting um, as to destroy the old religions which did were destroyed you know there's nothing left to say in old religions they just fell away in britain and europe they were destroyed by the last world war two the big two big wars you know, one and two and i think people were so shell-shocked at the end they couldn't they, they, they were honestly couldn't be bothered with this this pushing of sin 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 and and you know they've been through enough they've been and they've been taxed into the into the grave pretty well to pay for these wars it, it wrecked the economies and so on for most of the public but it enriched of course the same families in london who ran the armaments factories etc not just in britain but they owned them across the world again nature abhors a, a, a vacuum and it was promoted heavily, heavily, heavily from 19, really from the 1960s onwards and until they resurrected it really uh, through television shows and series and became very popular. But now they're, they've got, or, they're, now in no time at all, they're, now they're organized collectively to cast curses on politicians and so on. So I, I, I looked at this and I thought, oh my goodness, um, Remember when I said, when 9-11 happened, I said, the hardest thing now will be to hold on to your sanity. Because I knew all the changes that would get ripped into the public as it ripped away the old society and, and really unzipped the new society, as you see, and zipped it. And here you are, you, you've got all this happening to, to destroy all that was, to bring in that which is to come, you see, the new. And it's the Novus Ordo Seclorum, the, the basically the new world or secular order, and the witches don't get that yet. After they've been used, they'll be clamped down. Uh, once their use is completely over, it might be years to go, yeah, but but everyone is built up, then used, and then flattened again, much like Besmanov said. But here you go, already, and, and I hope there are folk in these different groups who at least say to themselves, do they want to? What makes them so political about it? Huh? Who's politicized them all? And why are they doing it? Who benefits? Hmm? And it's strange, it's all along the same agenda the elimination of borders, which a globalist wants. It's time now for it. The globalist society, of course, I don't mention they're going to be bringing the big, big, huge parliament to run the whole planet. If you think government is remote from you now because it's based in a central place, a central place in your country, forget it. Look at Europe, where most of the countries, you know, the central part of Brussels is, is not near country. It's far away. In Britain, it's across the water. Well, once you get a global structure running, you all, you wait and see, and you're getting plundered for taxes, <laughs> believe you me. And good luck to you for getting any, any help from a politician once that's all done. So I'll put up this art, these articles anyway. I want to mention to Julian Assange, your governments again, eh? This is how the Trump administration, they say a Trump administration, I bet Trump had nothing to do with it, because Trump doesn't run the country, any more than Obama ran the country. They're front people for a system. But anyway, it says, uh, use a secret live stream to spy on Julian Assange. They, put, they had a company employed that went in to, the, to that embassy, and they put these tiny fisheye cameras all over the place where Assange would be. He, never, he didn't know all the time he was in. He was getting spied on 24 hours a day everywhere he went, even in the bathrooms and so on. Yeah. That, that's your loving governments who respect your privacy. And it was a British firm, obviously with the with acknowledgement of the British establishment uh, on behalf of the American establishment that had all done too and paid for it. Quite some, eh? Uh, and I'll put up some of the articles on on, um, on spells to bind Donald Trump. <laughs> you would think they'd be happy if he really was bringing the armies home, you know, wouldn't you? But well, I've come again, these, these organized ones that are claiming they're putting spells on Trump, all collectively. Want what this the globalist establishment already wants, which is, is they the, the want elimination of borders. They, they, they want 
they want the armies to stay abroad and fight more wars and stuff and flatten more countries into the Stone Age. Is that what they want? Isn't that, isn't that weird? Huh? They're all on board with that. Hmm? Who would have thought? Well, there you go. But uh, that's the impression they try to give you. And another one, too, is they're even got to... <laughs> it's really it's the Middle Ages now. They brought out some, some priests now to try and protect the, the, the different politicians uh, against these curses and spells that are getting put upon them. It really is a, a, quite an amazing thing to watch. To me, it's more akin, to be honest with you, of watching the paid NGOs and the big movements that are well paid to to disrupt society. But it's, it's disrupting it on the authorised areas, isn't it? It's on behalf of the authorised establishment, obviously, if they want to keep the armies across the world where they are and to keep funding terrorist groups to take down real governments that we have no right in, in even interfering with, for goodness sake. Another article, too, how they use everybody, if you they put you into camp, then they use your women's rights issues are climate change issues, eh? And there's John Podesta, of course, and uh, he's telling you in this article that mothers should should try, you know, he's all for Planned Parenthood and so on. So are the, some of the witches are putting the curses out, <laughs> they're, they're donating the money to Planned Parenthood, which really is, it's like out of a movie, you know, isn't it? Because they always end up with sacrifice, eh? the ultimate sacrifice. But the Washington Post has got women's rights issues by John Podesta and Timothy E. Worth, it says. And this was in 2016, I think he's had this article, I'm quite sure when this came out. Oh, this was 2018, January. And he said that we really think of climate change across the world in terms of women's rights. So they use everything that they've pushed, all the fake things that they've pushed, uh, and and then try to get women involved now because it's your right to be involved. You should be involved as a woman. But he's talking. He's actually said if people if they had fewer children and more family planning, and he's talking about across the planet, then they'd have less global warming and climate change and so on. So it'd be good for the planet because there'd be less people. Do you understand? It's the same agenda that they set on that they they, they said they, they could they could never change it. That the same agenda. That the Club of Rome, who were tasked with finding a way to unite the planet, that they'd all have to literally pledge on, and they couldn't break faith with each other to get the world to come under one governmental system and be ruled in the public allowance. So they thought of all the different things, and of course the alien invasion wasn't going to work anymore. We saw too many sci-fis, and it just didn't work out right. So they hit upon climate change, and said that would fit the bill. Drought, famine, plague, and, and, and etc. That would fit the bill, and they've all pledged onto that, so they would give up all their rights and be managed, and and the bulk of the population will be decimated to save what's left. Isn't it amazing? But imagine getting everybody on board with it because you belong to this group or that group. I I always tell people, do you really want to belong to all these different groups? Because you're going to get used. You will be, and you'll never realize it. You'll think you're doing something awfully good. It's quite something to, to the times in which we live, eh? Isn't it something? The times, you know? Look how much women have really, really, really been used, and, and they haven't finished using them all. Because they had Extinction Rebellion activists in Australia, I think it was, a nudie parade. They love to everyone's stripping off these days. And you get fed up with it all getting stripped off all the time, you know? And of course, it's, they're warm countries, of course, and they can, they can do that kind of thing. But they get t- tremendous publicity in the newspapers, all these different things. And that's not coincidence either, because uh, they, they strip off and they can put glitter on, on their body parts. And, and this is them protesting. And they go right back to the pussy rights. You can tell it's the same group behind all of these things, getting well-funded by the same masters. Hmm? That's not what it is. Satanic Temple, U.S. Navy Academy should host satanic services. This is from Fox News. And then you read some articles here about, because at one time there was definitely an awful lot of, and people forget this, the, 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 the one system that gave respect 
really, to women was from the West. And you, you really did. Children, male and female, running, would run to their mums before their daddies. That's just a natural thing. But when you see what's happening today, a society is destroyed. And, and you see that, again, back to Besmanov and others like Besmanov and the declassified tactics used by destabilization techniques from, from government agencies and covert agencies. You're seeing the effects of it. Mum and lesbian lover tear off nine-year-old son's penis and then behead him as he reminded her, the mum, of her dad. This is his cue she used. It's a horrible story for Hamtis, poor, poor little child. And uh, it's horrible, even just reading it. This is one in Brazil you might have heard happened. But then, uh, you look now... Drugged-up mum cut three-year-old son's genitals, stabbed him so badly he became deformed. And this is a new one here, too. This is getting more and more common, you see. It's horrible what you're reading. This is West Virginia. It tells you the mum's name and so on, and the other women who lived in the house, they're, they're all, were all participating in this kind of thing, and drugs and all the rest of it. And can you imagine the horror of a child who's done nothing wrong? And he'll never be normal, never be, you know. How could you ever trust anybody anymore after all this kind of stuff? Societies, you're looking at a battlefield. That's what you're looking at when most of the, the fighting is over. You're looking at the chaos. That's what you're seeing. Another one, mother scalded toddler with boiling water to punish him for peeing on the floor. And again, you know. She balled it up on purpose, put him in the bathtub and poured boiling water over him. Yeah. These are the things you used to see in horror movies at one time. In fiction. But it's getting more and more common. And again, there's a bunch of women involved here. A bunch of them. There are actually six in the home. I mean, you, it, it's hard even reading this kind of thing, you know. And I'll tell you something, when you, when you don't have the stability of what they used to call, and let's be honest, I mean, we've been dysfunct- dysfunctional for an awful long time in the family situations because the war is, is an old war and intensified after World War II onwards. Absolutely. I don't think anybody really has escaped the effects of it in the family life scenario. Very effective, but but what's happening is it's a horror story we're looking at everywhere. And then you look at this one too, and I've never seen media so hostile against Trump or anybody else for that matter. And even the way they're trying to portray him as uh, like a, like a silly old man type thing in this particular article that they're all copying. And McCain, I guess that's the one who died in the Republican Party, told Graham, that's the Senator Graham, to avoid Trump drama. Instead, the GOP senator is a major player, it says. So this is like a, another bit of fiction I've drawn out recently. It says in one of their last conversations, John McCain told Senator Lindsey Graham that he should continue trying to help President Trump up to a certain point. This is Stars and, and, stars and Stripes. This particular article. Do you realize, I mean, there are massive forces inside the U.S. that want all these wars on that list I mentioned so many times to continue and get over and done with, uh, regardless of who they put in, 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 in front there. They were happy with Obama because he had massive proxy armies, all, all mercenaries pretty well, with fancy names that kept changing all the time, like ISIL and ICE and you know, Al-Qaeda, and, and they kept funding all the different groups. But it's, it's the same group over and over and over to try to finish off Syria. Now, Syria was supposed to be finished off with the, with, with, when they attacked Iraq. The, the, the papers and even foreign papers that were involved in it were saying, don't stop America, go right all the way into Syria. Because it was all part of the list, you see. And I haven't stopped with it yet. And then you have these strange insiders in the Pentagon who are so 
completely tied in with the military-industrial complex and the shares and, and the positions that they have. And it's, it's un, I can't fathom how they can have the two positions at the same time. One for pri- private corporations, to inv- and they can't hardly say it's not uh, compromising their, their status inside the military, but they, they're generals running the military-industrial complex here at the same time. Well paid, of course, naturally. Incredibly well paid. You wonder if in the future, if there's any future at all, or even if we go into a global governance system and there's no more America, if they'll even mention the fact how corrupt it was right now with what we're seeing. Eh? But as I've said, here we are. We're definitely in a new system. And it is a new system. It's a new phase, a new chapter in the, in the rulership over us. And um, it's a difference being, being governed by people you elect and rulership, but you're in rulership, and we all know that, don't we? We get diktats from the top, and you better obey. We 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 get the fear, the feeling of free of fear once in a while now, because you know that you don't have the protection of a system that had to give you some semblance of pretending to serve you, but they don't even bother with that anymore since nine eleven. Because they, they can't give you rights during a terrible time like this. You have perpetual terrorism now. They've said that. Perpetual terrorism. You're never going to see the old system back with, with rights and freedoms. And that was the excuse they gave, was terrorism. They, they, they talked about that before they caused it all. <laughs> so, we're living through a big agenda. And we're watching... The predictable outcomes of all the different groups that, that were funded, and even clubs and all, all getting used for the same supposed causes. Uh, and they don't vary with each other with the, with the particular cause that they're, you know, the end of the borders of all countries, internationalism. And they don't even go further. It's, well, by the way, you'll, you'll be ruled by folk, you'll not, you won't even know their names in a global system, you see. Just much like the, the, the commission at the top of the EU above all the parliament. You don't even know who they are, even to this day. Yeah, let's bring all that in, eh? And then borders. And, and, and take yourself off, off having using electricity and things like that and, and ways of heating and start dying off in the cold winters and in, in the cold areas, right? And once that goes off too, and you don't have all the different oils for tractors and stuff, well, you start to see you won't afford your your vegetables. You won't even get them planted, and you have starvation coming in. And let's go back to nature, eh? How about that, eh? Hmm? And and you you will simply have no you you'll be so overloaded with mass migration, and no work for them, and no money going round as the next crash is getting planned again to devalue the currency even further. Uh, let's all starve happily together. Hmm? Do you realize the insanity behind this? But behind this kind of organized insanity, you definitely have a very, very, very obvious whiff of the diabolical. Now, I'd like to mention, too, that uh, you can buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You can donate to me as well. And you'll find out how to do it at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com And on that site, all my other official sites are listed. Anything else out there isn't really mine. Other, some folk use my stuff, but, but these are my, my sites. So if you're going to donate, make sure it is to me. <laughs> I'd like to mention, too, that I just noticed there this week that Canada and the U.S., are not going to be using, the post offices are not going to use or sell postal money orders. Now, outside Canada and U.S., into Canada, you can still use them from other countries. And they can go into the bank in Canada and they'll, they'll use them in the bank. But the post office is not, um, apparently, after looking into it deeper, they're not issuing these money orders Remember, you can use cash, you can, you can use PayPal, you can send personal check, you can get a, a bank order even, or even a moneygram, things like that. So remember, there's, there's plenty of other ways to get money to me, and the personal checks are fine as well.
So that's the talk for, for uh, it's a hurried talk, and the hour really rolls in fast because there's so many things can rattle through your brain when you're, when you're thinking about the system, this incredible, well-organized system that often appears to be so chaotic, but it's not chaotic at all, it's well-managed by those who are just, just taking down the old system. Remember, in the esoteric, they always talk about, even in high, you know, occultic Freemasonry, and there is definitely high occultic Freemasonry as well, outside the usual geometry and so on, that you must destroy all, as you destroy all that was to bring in the new. And that's what we're literally witnessing, but a lot of the old has already been destroyed. And the rest of it is in transition, as they call it. This is the age of change, the transition, the century, where all this must be accomplished. And at the end of it, you, you won't recognize today, if you want to jump into the future and look back, you wouldn't recognize. You couldn't put the two together because it would be so, so vastly, vastly different. From myself, Alan Watchman, Ontario, Canada, this good night to me, your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>